my teeth are just full of Oreo. Yep. And all I can think about is the sex cookies story I told you about. Wait. The Which one? Oreos or sex cookies because in my middle school, the whole school had an assembly where the administrators used Oreos as a demonstration for STDs. You did tell me this, but you have to go further into it. <laughs> um, they made like five people stand up at the front of the entire eighth grade class and they gave each of them an Oreo where they had to eat the Oreo and then they passed down a glass of water. They made everyone take a swig of water, swish their mouths around, swish it around in their mouth and then spit it into the cup. And they all spit it into the same cup. So it was like disgusting, right? Because Oreos leave behind so much residue. Mm-hmm. And somehow this was a metaphor for what you're doing when you have sex with someone is drinking that water. They gave it to one person. They're like, drink this. And they were like, no, I don't want to. They're like, then why would you have sex with someone? I, think, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how that metaphor makes sense now. Yeah... Do you, you think it's gotten better at your school? I have no idea. I haven't been there in five, six years. You should go attend one of the assemblies. Well, the uh, the husband of our health teacher did get arrested on sexual assault charges for carrying on two relationships with students during my time while I was there. So that's telling. <laughs> well, yeah, that was pretty casual to Utah. Really? Was the teacher dating student thing? Really? It was every year there was a new a new school district that was under fire for a teacher dating a student, all of the time. That's concerning. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't good. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was every time. It was like, huh? Well, yeah, another one. That's not good. Yeah, you know. But at least you guys had comprehensive sex ed. Called dating teachers. No, I mean, you guys actually had sex ed. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we had the, like, semester long where they would go into it briefly, and then we I took the year-long one where they more expanded on sex ed and stuff. And so we were pretty dang lucky in retrospect to have that. Yeah, compared to people like me who didn't understand sex until, like, two years ago, so. Yeah, I did not think of my penis entering an Oreo ever in my <laughs> life, which was cool. I didn't either. <laughs> um, but somehow... It was supposed to relate. We've been recording. Oh yeah, this is the episode. This is this is it. Yeah, welcome to welcome to jump scare the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Blah. Creepy. Blah. I'm just imagining people listening to the uh, intro. That's gonna be all creepy and exciting and scary. And then, yes, yeah, so you know, Oreos were sex cookies, right? <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Olivia. Yeah, and I'm Casey. And what we do on this podcast is we come up with ideas for uh, horror movies. Basically, what we do is just develop a treatment, which is something I learned about this week. Oh, really? And every seasoned, or even not seasoned, everyone who knows anything about screenwriting right now is angry at me. <laughs> They're like, you literally just learned about this? Bitch, you've been doing this podcast for how many weeks? You've been building yourself as a screenwriter for how long and you don't know what a fucking treatment is? I didn't. Well, for everybody uh, non-initiated, please describe a treatment. It's like a written prose version of a script, but like shorter. It's like 10 pages, I think. Like Mm -hmm. a synopsis of like everything that's going to happen in your script. And basically what we do is we develop that, but like verbally. (laughs) 
that's it. it. That oh, was yeah. that was the light bulb going up. That's uh that's everyone going, Oh, is that is that all? Is that all it is? <laughs> that that's what you're doing on this podcast? Oh, I thought that they were like really making the full script. I thought Maybe that someday. was this. No, we'd have to have follow through for that. That's uh that's episode eighty nine. That's when we start doing the entire script. We'd have to we'd have to have like no no fear of commitment, no ADD, no day jobs. Which if that's what you're looking for in a podcast, <laughs> you can shop somewhere else. If that's what you're looking for in a millennial artist, uh you're shit out of luck. No, we do podcasts because we don't have the follow through for film. It's true. Podcasts are easier cuz you can just talk about doing the thing. You never have to actually do it. Damn right we watched uh cam we did watch cam what'd you think interesting i it stuck with me a little bit because i think it's a uh we watched it and afterward we were both like oh it wasn't really a horror movie because it was more like a thriller Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't very scary but it stuck with me because there is an interesting modern horror about it the feeling of um someone else being you online and how much of an impact that can have on your private life, your personal life. Um, and there, it's interesting because that, that would never be, it's not like an inherent primal human fear like so many horror movies deal with, but it is a different kind of horror that is still horrifying in its own right. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I like I liked it. Some of it was a little not fleshed out enough mm-hmm. like whatever the actual thing was yeah, maybe wasn't. wasn't quite fleshed out enough yeah. i wanted it to be elaborated on a little bit more because i thought that that was kind of the most interesting part yeah. of it i i liked the main character yeah. a lot yeah me too i thought she was really cool yeah and i kind of liked the fa- family dynamics and i liked the ending of the mom yeah helping her yeah i thought that was really cool yeah definitely yeah, I mean, uh, the actress, great performance mm-hmm. performances, but um, yeah, it did feel kind of underdeveloped, and I'm usually a fan of vagueness. I like things that aren't fully answered, but um, that one, I felt like, it felt that time like the filmmakers didn't even really know what it was, and that's a problem. Like, when the filmmakers know what it is, but they don't tell people, that's fine. When the filmmaker doesn't know what it is, then that's just a problem. Yeah, it's a lost opportunity. Yeah. I also watched uh, last night the um, oh, what's it called? Oh, Possum. It's called Possum. Uh huh. And it had great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It had like ninety two percent or something, and it was like this indie UK film. I did not like it. What? What was it? It was about this middle aged man who was carrying around a bag with him everywhere, and inside the bag was a puppet, and. Uh, if you didn't know it was a puppet from reading the summary, then um, it would take you like half the film to realize it was a puppet. But uh, it's really creepy because it's like four feet tall, probably. And most of it is just giant spider legs. Like it's got a mannequin head that's like porcelain and scary and blank. And then like a, a spider body, basically. And that's the puppet. Uh, uh. And... He keeps trying to get rid of it, and it keeps reappearing in the bag. Um, and he keeps having visions about it, and bad dreams about it, and it keeps reappearing, and he keeps trying to destroy it in different ways. And all of this is intercut with weird imagery of like balloons with smoke 
that was just way too artsy. And then in the end, it kind of makes sense. It was like the, the invitation where everything that needed to happen happened in the last 20 minutes of it. And yeah. the rest of the movie just felt like filler. That's a bummer. It was. It was a bummer. It was a really creepy puppet, but it wasn't. It didn't end up actually being like a puppet haunting. It was just a metaphor for his trauma, maybe. I don't know. So did you ever see the puppet move or anything? A little bit. There was like this montage where the puppet was chasing him, but it was not clear whether it was happening in real life or it was a flashback or it was a dream. Mm-hmm. And then the puppet didn't make an appearance after he like dealt with his family trauma. Huh. So. So B minus? <laughs> it wasn't even very scary. Really? No. Like, was the puppy? I was the puppy. Was the puppet cool? <laughs> the puppet was cool, but uh, and the puppet could have been really scary. I just felt like it was someone made this cool ass puppet and was like, "Oh, we should make a scary movie about this," and then didn't know what to do. And then they were like, "Shit, we have funding." Yeah. Well, here it is. They were funded by I think the BFI lottery fund, so it was like they just won funding like, I mean, kind of out of nowhere uh-huh. and had to make something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if it was kind of creepy, then I guess, I guess good it was on them. Successful? Well, I don't know. I don't know about successful, but it was something. Well, I mean, a lot of critics on Rotten Tomatoes thought that it was successful. I did not agree, but yeah, I have a very particular taste. Yeah, yeah, and critics. I mean, well, it's interesting because that seems like it almost could be up your alley. Oh yeah, Creepy with puppets, with the metaphor and stuff. Metaphor for family trauma. I love those things. Yeah, but it wasn't well executed. Yeah, it just seems like it didn't have, it it wasn't like built out fully or sort of given enough attention it and wasn't. detail. It wasn't. Oh well. Speaking of horror movies, which is what we speak about every time. Every time. Um, I believe you are going on this episode. Yes, I am. It's my turn. It is your turn. I shall seize the day. All right. And seize the mic. Okay. I don't have a name for this one, but I do have character names. Okay. You ready? Yes. I'm on pins and needles here. The film begins with Kayla and Rachel. Kay and Ray. Oh, God. They're twins. Oh, God. Who make their living as insta-adventurers. As Insta adventurers, mm-hmm. like Instagram. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're Instagram influencers. Okay, that makes go- me feel better about their names. <laughs> who go to uh, abandoned and macabre places? Okay. Mhm. So, in other words, they're dark tourists. Dark tourists. I felt like I just couldn't do this do this episode without, without mentioning dark, dark tourist. tourists. Uh, this is like. Not a long story necessarily, but no, Dark Tourism brief. is the is the Netflix show, and my favorite part about the Dark Tourist TV show is that because he's New Zealander, mm-hmm. every time he pronounces Dark Tourist, it sounds like he's like Dark Tourist, <laughs> pronounced or spelled, I think D A K T A U R U S. Absolutely spelled that way. Dark Tourist. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest thing about going into the night is that you become a Dark Tourist. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Kay and Ray. I also like the ideal that ideal the idea that Rachel's real name is actually Rachel, but because they needed to have some cute handle on Instagram, they decided to make her name Rachel so that they could be Kay and Ray. Fair enough. 
I'm open to that Already idea. Already headcanoning. Yeah. Continue. For sure. Take that as headcanon. I'm totally for it. Okay. Kayla and Ray are introduced scaling, pretty much just scaling like uh, sort of a frozen mountainside. Sort of Damn, that, yeah. it's like full Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're badasses. All right. Yeah, they're not. They're not. We'll get in. We'll get into it. But they're definitely not sort of the stereotype of Instagram influencers. They're not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. They might be. They're just not. They're not like the shallow version. I don't. I wouldn't classify you and your Instagram as shallow I in any way. All right. That's well, what the brand is. Well, okay. <laughs> continue sure <laughs> so so we're introduced to them uh scaling sort of a mountainside when kayla takes out her phone and it's one of the, i i'm just i don't know that this actually exists or works but it does in the film is she's just got one of those military type ones where it can get a signal anywhere but it's <laughs> for instagram okay and she checks it and all of a sudden she starts freaking out in celebration and loses track of the wire holding on to Rachel. And she starts to fall, and then she catches her at the last moment. <laughs> Rachel's like, what the fuck, Kayla? What just happened? And, she, and Kayla looks down to Rachel, and she goes, we just got signed on to go to the mines. Uh, going to the, sm- <laughs> the Smert mines. Is this in Iceland? In, no, in Russia. But oh, I just have okay. no... I Smert? 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 <laughs> It's like me when I try to tell people that I'm smart. Right. It's smart. smart. <laughs> I'm smart. We are smart. Uh, the smart uh, uh, oil mine in Russia. Okay. And Rachel looks like hesitantly at first and is like, Wait, really? And I thought we weren't, like, I, I thought we didn't get accepted for, for the tour. Um, and then Kayla's sort of like, yeah, I guess the last, the people dropped out, but we got to get there ASAP. Uh, it's supposed to be happening in about a week. And so, and Rachel is just like, what? I, I thought we were going to take like kind of a break for a second, um, you know, deal with, deal with things. And Kayla's like, no, I mean, come on, this is the best opportunity of our life. Like we, we get an exclusive tour into one of the most uh, notorious places for a dark tourist. <laughs> and, and Rachel's like, all right, fine. And they like celebrate a little bit more that they got it and they continue the hike. Uh, and they get up to the top, which is like an abandoned little town, sort of probably in the Himalayas or something like that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Lit. And that's the beginning of the film. Okay. And then it sort of goes into a pretty quick montage of them doing their, getting their travel arranged and everything and traveling to Russia and getting like, getting through, doing sort of the like, yeah, we're, we're influencers. We're not doing anything else here. We're just uh, here to, you know, do the do the tour thing <laughs> uh, and get through. And, like, they're definitely keeping under wraps that they're going to this mine. Okay. This mine is not a place that they're able to talk about or anything. Mm. The thing that they, like, the, um, the, the guide themselves, it's like, this isn't legal strictly. Ah. So. <laughs> the guide. Yeah, right. Really trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't name the guide. That's fine. It can be whatever. I, I don't care. I don't like naming anything. I just like the idea that this guide is definitely the most suspicious person in the world. <laughs> yeah. This guide is definitely like, have you seen The Descent? Uh, I haven't, although it sort of serves as a little inspiration for this. Have you seen this. The Descent 2? Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, this guide is definitely the sheriff in the Descent 2, who you think is a good guy and then actually is 
not. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, it's not. It, oh, okay. It's gonna. It's gonna okay. take a different turn than that. Okay. I thought I had predicted your entire story from the first uh, five minutes. Continue. You didn't. That's probably for the best. Yeah. This probably is good <laughs> that I'm not making the descent too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they. So they. Basically, I want them to get to the mine as fast as possible. So they. Um. There. And we can. We. We'll talk about once I get done with this. Um. There, there is a portion that I kind of want your opinion and help you help on. Okay. So pretty much we we get them uh, driving out to the location and get them at the spot meeting the guide who, yeah, definitely not like the uh, chillest or like most like the person who gives off the most like, yeah, you're totally safe vibes. <laughs> but he also clearly has done this several times. Okay. What I'm thinking is mentioning something along the lines of that he does it like twice a year and it's okay. expensive to okay. do and so it's a notorious thing because it's not an easy thing right. and so and that he normally only takes uh two to maybe five people and this one it's just them okay. um and so they they go they meet up with the person and they start uh they start going down into the mine and what happens then is that they're sort of scaling down and it's that they they literally have to at points um use like harness and rope to go down because the what happened and the backstory of the mine is that uh Russia in like 1989 was digging these giant or like these these holes deep into the earth that were scaling further than anyone else ever mm-hmm. and at one point they um they got to a certain depth where it was a lot hotter than they had anticipated, hmm. uh, where it was just like, uh, yeah, the, the temperature was literally just hotter than they had anticipated. And it melted the uh, iron of the shafts oh. and collapsed part of the tunnel, killing 13 people. Okay. Got yeah. some lore. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And some, you know, some little whisperings of a haunt and uh-huh. everything uh-huh. going on that Great. maybe this isn't, uh, that this, this really is like... The for real like haunting and stuff. I even could add in a little bit of them talking to the locals or something right, if yeah. we wanted, uh, saying you shouldn't go out there. Right. And so they start they start going down in, and at one point, all three of them are attached to rope to harness, and they're going down. And Rachel is basically at the bottom, and Kayla is in the middle, and the guide is at the top, and. What happens is Kayla, um, Kayla starts to like just um, basically she uh, like all of a sudden a spout of exhaustion comes over her and she starts to slip a little bit and grabs a rock and it sort of pulls out and all of a sudden things are falling around them and Rachel like lands but she's she's okay and Kayla falls and as she's falling you're seeing all of these rocks yeah. coming down around them yeah. and Kayla falls hits her leg and tweaks her knee probably severely spraining or breaking it Rachel is able to grab her out of the way just in time but as you see that you see the guide fall to the ground and get crushed by the rocks uh-oh and this is where the rest of the film kicks yeah. off. Is that they are now, uh, they are now buried in this uh, this possibly haunted mine, and their guide had told them, um, probably as they're going down, that there is only one other exit, 
that they could go through, and that's at basically the pit of the mine where the co- the other collapse had happened, and it it's just it's another it's another entrance, but that's like they are gonna have to scale up it yeah. if they want to get out of here, and so the rest of the film is these two people trying to survive and get to the other end of this mine, and then. Once they get there, having to pull themselves up and get out of this mine. And so that's the basic premise. Awesome. Love uh, it. Love that imagery. There's, yeah. So there's one other bit that it, it was kind of hard to include it in just a quick synopsis, but is going to be a crucial component of it, which is that Kayla has MS, multiple sclerosis. Okay. Interesting. And so. Are they identical uh, or not? They they are they are identical. Um, the really so, MS is really a, an interesting disease. Yeah. Um, my uncle has it, which yeah. is why I sort of have a close connection to it. Um, and there are a lot of theories on what causes it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of we don't know right. out there. Which is the basic thing is that um, because it's it has to do with the brain literally not communicating with the body properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the belief is that there's probably something to do with it being genetic, yeah. but that there is some form of, there's something, um, whether it's like physical or mental, there is a something that jumpstarts MS that can cause it to like, to uh, sort of start showing symptoms and everything. Like trigger it. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like. So Rachel does not have it. Okay. Or it at least isn't showing symptoms. Okay. It's not it's not affecting her. Whereas I kind of in my headcanon, Kayla has probably has known only for maybe a year and has been dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so kind of the character arc or stories that I, I want to see uh, from them is Kayla going from she was sort of the caretaker in the family uh, of these two siblings um, but when she was diagnosed, started being like, fuck it, I, I'm I'm just here to do life while I can mm-hmm. and go hard. And so is is the one pushing them towards the adventure and then uh, is the one who needs to sort of decide to keep surviving mm-hmm. when she wants to give up. Okay. And then Rachel being the younger by like three minutes Mm -hmm, is the more free spirit who needs to learn to be a caretaker of her sister and be a support structure for her sister okay Mm -hmm. solid solid internal conflicts yeah um so what happens while they're down there yeah so a few different ideas for what could happen down there one is them um like, I wanted to play with claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. And so, like, them having to, like, at one point sort of squeeze through a small, like, air duct or something to get past a blockage mm-hmm. or something where it's, like, really just them trying to push their bodies through and mm-hmm. get through. Uh, another thing is Kayla having to deal with her knee and that sort of, that stopping them, but also, I mean, that's, that's like, kind of clearly a symbol for her actual internal state and her, like, her... MS mm-hmm. but that being representative and then also I I kind of want to see like these hearing these whispers or something in there like it like possibly I don't I don't actually think that it's haunted but I think like okay. their imaginations in the dark start okay. to play off that it's haunted a okay, little bit so it's not haunted I don't think so 
Okay. Um, so what genre do you see this falling into? Is this more of like a thriller then? Yeah, it pro- it, like a survival thriller, probably. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that helps deviate it from The Descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty similar in a few ways, and I was like, ah. But yeah, as long as there aren't like zombie things underground, you're probably pretty good. <laughs> no, there are not. Okay. There no, I would say, I, I guess potentially it could be like The Descent and 127 Hours. Okay. Where okay. it's somebody stuck somewhere and trying to get through okay. this. And I think the big thing that this would fall on is the sibling relationship. Okay. And so like them sort of dealing with that, like I think for Rachel dealing with that Kayla um, sort of got them into this situation by pushing her body too much and not taking care of herself and Rachel not knowing how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so there being conflict there and then Kayla want like, Kayla almost that self-hatred right. for herself and her body. Um, so what are you really attached to? I didn't have I didn't have a ton of non-negotiables for because it was mainly just like the little plot pieces. Yeah. Like I could see there them not being twins. I could okay. see them being slightly different in siblings. Age. Whatever. I don't have a problem with twins. I think your first scene in the mine is super awesome, and I want to see that earlier. Because I don't want to go through a montage of them traveling and everything to get to that point. I think it would almost be more, it would be quicker to the point if you have them climbing up the iceberg or something, the ice wall, and, but they're doing it at the same time, like one person isn't above or whatever, and it pulls out and it's a video on Instagram. And they're like watching something that they've already done or something. And then you can get the background of fact that they're influencers by one of them saying like, oh, this one performed so well. Like, we already have 100,000 views or whatever, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, just imagine how great this next one's going to be or whatever, where they're already, like, in Russia or getting off the plane. And then you can have them going through um, customs and lying about why they're there. And then you have them basically arriving. So, like, it just skips ahead a little bit. Got it. I totally like, like tightening that. it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because I do want it to jump into it as fast as possible. Yeah. Another thing, because right now it seems like the influencer thing I like a lot because it's very topical. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very relevant, but it kind of goes away after just the premise. Like, it just feels like, oh, this is why they're there, but it doesn't seem to play much into that. Could it be that the reason Kayla slips in addition to the fact that she has MS is that she was trying to, like, take a, a video or something of it for Instagram or something, and that's why she falls? Or is that too contrived? I agree that the influencer, I don't want it to dis- disappear and not have an influence on, <laughs> on the on the piece itself. It might be a little contrived that yeah. she screws up by by that. Yeah. And and I think I don't know if that would also take away from because I, I think I I think a non negotiable probably is MS. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Um. I think that's just a personal attachment and. Yeah. I I would like to see it represented in a film. Yeah. And I also think it's it's a pretty good one cuz one of the things that can be played with that is so as they have to continue th- into the mine it's going to get hotter mm-hmm. and it's going to and so that would really start to affect some of the symptoms of okay. MS. And she would have progressive MS, which yeah. there is a difference between progressive and multiple sclerosis. But multiple sclerosis. MS. Um, well, then the f- the influencer thing come into play at a different point. Like maybe one of them 
drops her phone and is insistent that they go after it or go find it because like well all of our content's on there like that's our life like that's our livelihood or whatever then like they have to be one of them has to be convinced not to do that or whatever like it's got to be a it's it's an important plot point later yeah i totally agree and and i think there can be i think there can be little moments of like like i think that they could uh open it up like do a video obviously it wouldn't be able to connect to instagram immediately but they could do a video that's like well we're fucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is this is us dying yeah is it this is the kind of thing that would work really well as found footage but that might be a bit i thought about it i just yeah i i don't think it's quite right i I totally agree but then they have to be vlogging the entire time And that would drive me insane. Yeah, that would be a bit much. I yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is trying to figure out like if your guide dies, as he does, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. For the, it's like a necessary part of the plot. Yeah. I feel like any influencer stuff is going to go by the wayside immediately. Well, yeah, and I think because it would just be in poor taste to do any like promotional videos. Well, like oh, and by the <laughs> way, our guide just died. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would probably come back in with them being trapped. And so this was this was actually one thing that I was trying to work through, which was like them actually being able to get out because mm-hmm. the like them getting to the other point wouldn't be that like it's not that long. Right. Um but I do want them to kind of be trapped down there for for what feels like a longer period of time, which then if they're trapped, then like them doing a video isn't insane. It's just them being like, we're fucked. How long do you think? Probably a, a night. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I don't think like, I don't think a few days or anything. Okay, yeah. So I was uh, like, do they have food supplies? Like, how does this work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they would probably be prepared. Like, I was thinking about that. They probably have like a little bit of water, but again, right. it's hot. Like, it's right. uh, at the point where like the the other one would have happened it would have been a like very hot to okay. be able to melt um melt steel or something yeah. so like it really does get quite quite hot so they're gonna there. be like shedding layers and shit as they go when they finally get out they're gonna be in fucking siberia without coats or clothes mm-hmm. freezing to death which I think is an interesting way to end it is that they're finally out, but now they're stuck. And now they're like kind of screwed in a different way. Right. A bit of a downer ending, but I love those. It's a different kind of trapped, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. So how do you want the horror aspects to play into it? We talked about claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. I think this one has to really hit the, like, the feeling of being trapped for the mm-hmm. spectator. So I think it's got to really play with like with the darkness, with the those really quiet moments where they are possibly hearing murmuring or something. Or uh, I think that there can be playing in with them seeing. I don't. I don't think they're like they're seeing monsters. I think they're they could be seeing like replaying of their past or something, mm-hmm. but just seeing like or seeing like themselves, um, like so sort of like dying or different things. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but I think there could be some aspect of looking around a corner and all of a sudden it's it, it, they think they see something and it's not okay. maybe not there. 
while vlogging the whole time is frustrating, I still feel like found footage has a place here somewhere. Like, maybe they're wearing GoPros or something. Like, that's how it's set up. And it wouldn't be GoPro footage, obviously. But it would be like... It's not going to be fisheye lens no, the no, entire fucking time? fucking fisheye lens. But, uh, no, but it's like, it's set up as if they're wearing GoPros. And... <laughs> Um, and instead it's just like it's constantly recording like that kind of a thing yeah and so like so it can jump to that found footage well it'd be like it i don't know because it could be the whole i don't know if it could be the whole thing you're right but like while they're in it i feel like it could be really interesting because it's the kind of thing where if they if they're wearing it, they're not going to think to turn it off. So it's not like they're vlogging and being like, hey, checking in or whatever. It's just like kind of how it's done. But I feel like that opens it up to a better, better opportunities for the claustrophobic feeling because you're with them in their experience at all times. I really like that. I think that is. Yeah. I, I really like the. It can be on their head or it can be on their chest yeah, or something. Yeah, like that kind of a thing. And it could even be set up with the video that they have earlier. Like, maybe they're both wearing a head thing or a chest thing in their video and they're, like, cutting back and forth or something like that in the video of them on the iceberg in the beginning. So oh, you totally. set up that that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when they're in the mine, I think it could be really interesting because then I just have... So I went on this tour of the... Um, what, what was it? the salt mine just outside of um krakow in poland and it's like one of the biggest mines in like the world and oldest it's so freaking old it was first excavated in like the 1300s or something i don't know but it is massive and it just keeps going down and down and down and down and down and that one is a salt mine so it's not like an oil mine or, or a mine that has um unstable components that they're mining for so it was pretty stable at all times but there are some incredible things down there because miners used to spend basically their lives down there. Like they'd go down for the mining season and they'd stay down there for weeks and weeks and then they'd come back up and get to like have a break. But to the point where they had places to like sleep down there and live, they would bring horses down there to power their like uh, machinery and everything. So they had stables down there. They had chapels and churches for worship down there. They had a freaking huge cathedral ballroom down there that's beautiful um and it's massive it's so insanely massive and so far underground but like the imagery of the camera being worn on them on like their chest or wherever as they're struggling through these tiny decrepit like dilapidated uh, halls or whatever mine shafts and then it opens out and they turn on like a flashlight or they turn on they light a lantern or something and it's this massive cavern like space that was a chapel or something else um a cathedral or a church or a living space um in the salt mine there were these massive like in underground lakes like in betrayal and hassel at has on the hill there was like uh-huh. an underground lake where they used to where rich people used to go as like a tourist thing in the 1800s to see like music performances above the underground lake that's insane it's crazy um and there were just it was it was super cool and really crazy and so to be able to see things like that adds a layer to the world that most people wouldn't think of when they're thinking of mines. Mm-hmm. I think most people think of mines as like my bloody Valentine where it's just a bunch of like random crisscrossy mine shafts right. that are just stone and that's it. And it just kind of goes on forever and ever. But I think adding this layer of like, no, this used to be a place where people lived and spent their lives. Um, and it has a historical purpose to it. I, I would love to see. Yeah, I absolutely. Think super cool. 
And then it, it gives you a nice contrast for those moments of claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. Because you can get a feeling of expanse in this and then take it away. Yep. And put them in a tight spot. You can have them crawling through the tight little tunnel and then it collapses after Rachel's gone through and Kayla's trapped on the other side and maybe she's trapped over there without a flashlight because Rachel took it to find her way through and Kayla's freaking out because she's hearing voices and things and going insane in the darkness, but not really. And Rachel's has to like get through and at first maybe she's like no i'll just go to the end and i'll get help and i'll come back and kayla's like no you can't leave me here like this and that kind of a thing which puts the pressure on her to really to take up some responsibility and put her sister ahead of herself for once yeah um and so you're simultaneously dealing with the claustrophobia the feeling of madness and being trapped and also the sibling relationship totally that was like one of the first scenes that i thought of when you were explaining it to me yeah that sounds great. I like that scene. <laughs> that scene's in it. Cool. Um, yeah, I just feel like with this one, because the the pl- basic plot of it is set up so early, mm-hmm. um, and so there's no like twist in it, right? It's just kind of the survival story. Yeah. It's literally they just need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of setting up obstacles like that. Like- yeah. I thought one that would be like, awful to watch but uh would be interesting is like um they like hit something where sort of oil starts to leak out Uh and it's like hot oil leaking around them Uh and so then it's like and them feeling trapped and needing to get out of as like the oil's leaking towards them yeah and then to like either at the last second like get up onto something or something to get away but so like those types of things well in that moment it'd be great if it was like they're they're seemingly trapped they thought this was the way through but there's it's blocked because probably it's where the tunnel originally collapsed back in the day maybe it's at the end of the line that's why it was so hot is there was all this hot oil now it's leaking towards them and they're stuck where there should be an exit but there isn't because maybe they've had a map that they took from the guide's belt or something this whole time yeah and um the whole time they've been hearing these whispers and it's been getting louder and louder as they've been getting closer and closer to um, the site of the exit, but also the site of the collapse. And they realize as they're trying to get up higher away from the oil, the whispering is actually the sound of air. Wind. Whistling whistling through some cracks. And that's how they figure out how to get out. Oh, fuck. And so then you realize the whole time it wasn't a haunting. It was actually their way out. Oh, that's good and it's almost got this Guillermo del Toro feel to it where it's like the ghosts aren't the bad guy the ghosts are the ones helping you get out right it totally it does and it has that feeling of that you have to embrace the fear Mm -hmm. that you have to keep going through it which is perfect for Kayla yes that she has to go through the fear to find any sort of semblance of peace or survival yeah yeah and they have to do it together like of course in the end they have to help each other out of the space and work together in some way yeah naturally yeah and I I, I don't know if this would work anymore, but maybe it would. Is I, I did have the image of, like, Kayla trying to do the self-sacrifice thing of, like, no, it, like, you can't keep, I my I can't keep climbing with my leg. Like, yeah. you, you need to go on your own and just, Rachel, just, like, turn to her and be like, we're not fucking doing this alone. <laughs> Good, yeah. Just being like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. Yeah. And I like the idea that the, um when they're there in the last dead-end tunnel that should have been their way out, and it's just a bunch of rubble ahead of them, there doesn't seem to be any way out, that, like, Rachel or someone starts 
pulling rocks down, trying to think that they'll still dig their way out, and that's when the oil starts coming through as they trigger it themselves. Oh yeah, and just by trying to fight uh, their way out, seeing like the oil just like sort of hit hit the arm, and then yeah. uh, like and then immediately the just creates yeah. that panic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be really good, um, especially after like because there's gonna be them first getting there, the the collapse, the dead guy, the leg problem, them trying to move on and figure it out, there'll be some them trying to figure it out, then there's the squeezing through the tight tunnel, and the collapse, and Kayla's on one side, and Rachel's on the other side, and there's whispering and scary, and blah 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 blah, and finally, Rachel is able to clear the rubble and get Kayla through, and then they keep going, and then there's the phone thing at some point, maybe it falls into like a cavern, and Rachel's like, I'm gonna go down and get it, it's fine, and Kayla's like, no, you're not gonna do that, or something like that, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's an, that's an obstacle. And then, like, maybe there'll be other ones or not, but then having them finally get through all of those things and maybe they get turned around at one point point, they're walking in circles and they finally figure out that they were going the wrong way or something. Well, and I really think you're right on discovering some form of chasm that it oh, yeah. opens up. And yeah. I really do love that. And I love, like, just a little line of, well, we could just live here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just live here forever. And then maybe one of their, like, lanterns or goes out or one of their uh flashlights goes out and they're like oh shit (laughs) we gotta get out of here yeah and then it's a it's an added layer of urgency and panic yeah um culminating in them finally figuring out this map i mean it's probably a map in russian too so they have to yeah yeah yeah. figure that out um it's like another added layer of obstacle as they're finally getting through all that just to end up at a dead end yeah. Where it's really fucking hot and i i did i had it ending that they had to find a dead end of some kind and just it has that has to be the moment where it's just like f- we're we're gonna die. This like yeah. this is this is it. This is the end of it all. And great. And the whispering is louder, and mm-hmm. there's got to be commentary the whole time too of like it's getting louder. Like can you hear it? Oh yeah. And then you hear it. It's like <sighs> yeah, really creepy. Oh, Every time there's silence, it gets a little louder. Um, and there could be, like, when they're in the cavern or something, they pass by a doorway in the, the an archway, and the whispering's even louder there, and one of them thinks they see something down there, and they go chasing after it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, what did she see? But it wasn't anything. Yeah. That kind of a thing. <sighs> creepy, creepy, creepy. So spooky. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So lead me through your ending that you had in mind, because you had an ending in mind. Yeah. So... I really love the idea of them having to pull themselves up basically an abandoned like 1980s elevator shaft. Yeah. And so that and them having to do it together while Kayla is like I mean her her leg is totally busted at this point. Rachel's now burned by the yeah. oil and so they're just they're battered, bruised yeah. and they're just having to pull themselves out of the darkness yeah. which i really which i really liked so and also i really love if it was sort of buried in them having like that visual of them pulling themselves through the dirt mm-hmm. which i think would be kind of fascinating yeah. um i i mean at the bottom i well i guess it could be at the top too i meant like if with them having to follow the wind oh right yeah and like uh because i actually did think of having that at the top but it maybe makes more sense at the bottom um that it's sort of buried in since mm-hmm. they have to do that but getting them, yeah, and then just the two of them working together and Kayla at one point just being like, no, you just you need to go without me. And Rachel being like, you're not fucking dying down here. Mm-hmm. We're getting out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And finally breaking through to the surface and, yeah, looking out over 
a Siberian night. Yeah. Where it's just this sort of expanse, but the two of them made it together. Yeah, and they're injured and sweaty and gross. And one of them feel like, it's fucking cold. <laughs> or something. Great end line. Just an ending just... that's just like, oh shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Another thing. But yep. no claustrophobia this time. Or someone can say something about like, yeah, but at least we have the stars or something. Yeah. That's kind of a nice like, they're no longer trapped. They're freezing to death, but they're not trapped. Right. And I do think it's important to, even if there is a little bit of like, oh, now they're now they're in another thing, that there is some solace in that they yeah. got through it yeah. together. Yeah. They got through literally hell where it was going to burn them alive kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I like how that turned out. I liked where that went. How do you yeah. feel about it? I feel really good. Yeah. I feel like this one is... We we joked about earlier the follow through, but this one is like it's just very clear. Yes, it's what very can happen, which is yeah. nice. And the you set up the world nicely, like with the mine shaft having collapsed, people died. Maybe it's haunted. They hear whispers. Like the whole thing was set up so easily that all we had to do is fit in the extra pieces. Yeah, which is great. Cool. And thank you so much because I really appreciate those extra pieces. I oh, think those of course. Are this is what I live for. The little juicy moments. Yeah, I think this one felt really good to work on. Cool. Nice job. Thanks for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. How do you subscribe, Casey? You go to the show and you click the button that says subscribe. It's that easy. Yeah. Also, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at JumpScareThePod because it was too long. And you can go to Instagram and JumpScareThePodcast because it wasn't long enough. What? <laughs> Casey. Yeah? Boo. Who? <gasps> <Ooh. laughs>